1: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of The Color Purple. Ain't no ocean, ain't no sea, died Dada. Keep my sister away from me, Mackie Dada. No! Da- no nothing, right. nothing but death can keep me
0: frowning! The more things change,
1: the more they stay the same. I'm going off for smelling, I want my supper when I get back! I smile, but I still longing.
0: Harpo be in love with a girl called Sophia.
2: No need to think I'ma let my boy marry you
0: just cause you're in the family way.
1: Just don't make me wait too long, Harpo. All my life I had to fight. I never thought I had to fight in my own house. Would you like to work for me? See my maid? hell no all right everyone you were just listening to the trailer for the color purple and the story is as follows an epic tale spanning 40 years in the life of celie an African-American woman living in the South who survives incredible abuse and bigotry. After Seeley's abusive father marries her off to the equally debasing Mr. Albert Johnson, things go from bad to worse, leaving Seeley to find companionship anywhere she can. She perseveres, holding on to her dream of one day being reunited with her sister in Africa. The film is starring Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, Adolph Caesar, Margaret Avery, Ray Don Chong, and Oprah Winfrey. It is directed by Steven Spielberg, and it is written by Menno Mayas. Here to join me today for this podcast review, part of the Patreon throwback series, I have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. And joining us as a guest here, welcome back to the podcast, Capia Woods, everyone.
0: Hey, hey, happy
1: to be here. Absolutely. I'm very excited to especially hear from you, Kaffia, because I imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm I'm—I'm going to take a wild guess and say you, between the three of us, saw this film in theaters when it came out in 1985?
0: I did. I was 16 when I saw it. And um, my dad had a copy of the book, Alice Walker's book.
1: Pulitzer Prize winning 1982 yes. novel, the same name it's based on, yep.
0: And it's much more heavier than the movies are. So I was like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, buckle up. But yes, I was 16 and I saw it with some friends from high school. We all went and our parents dropped us off and we saw it.
1: Wow. And so, Josh, what was like your experience with this? When was the first time you saw it, if you can remember?
2: Yeah, I, it was a while ago. I remember watching it when I was very, very young and like to the point where I probably didn't understand most of it. And then, like, there's actually sort of maybe a family connection with this movie that has actually been a bit of somewhat controversy within my family because this story may or may not be based off of people <laughs> in my family. And What?! Yeah, well, because the thing, I mean, there's a bit of a tangent right up front, but like the town that Alice Walker grew up in is basically the same town that my grandmother grew up in and her father basically was Mr. And so, the, you know, it's sort of been a um, heavily discussed rumor within our family that some of the characters in this movie might be mirroring some very bad people. <laughs> and, and because of that, the movie oh my God. <laughs> talked about very much in my household so this is the reason why i never really got brought up a lot in heavy uh circulation
1: i i want you to know that uh this is the first time i'm hearing about
2: this and wow i mean like it's family rumor i don't even know if it's true but she did grow up in the same town as my grandmother and from what i've heard about uh this particular person in our family it's very similar in terms of temperament and personality
1: Okay, so Kaffia was there when it was in theaters. Josh, your ancestors were there when it was happening. (laughs) I I got nothing to add to this. (laughs) Oh, man, that's amazing. Holy crap. All right, well, 1985, interesting time in Steven Spielberg's career uh, because he had mostly, up until this point, only really directed blockbusters. And so... Taking on this material uh, was certainly, by today's standards, a choice for a white filmmaker. But one that over the years uh, he has expressed that he definitely had uh, much sincerity uh, towards and reverence for the novel from which it was based on. It was the breakout role for Whoopi Goldberg in her uh, in her um, not her film debut. But I I well, actually, no, it was Oprah's film debut. Uh, But for Whoopi, was it her film debut?
2: I mean, she does get the introducing credit
1: in this movie. It does. You know what? She had something else right before this. Uh, It's a credit here for Citizen. I'm not losing my mind. I'm giving it away. And this was her second film credit.
0: It was like her first starring serious role.
1: Right. Right. So you've got uh, Oprah, who's obviously a very big name. Whoopi Goldberg in this breakthrough role. Danny Glover, who at this time in his career is also going through a very pivotal moment, uh, coming off of the heels of Witness. Well, you not well, Witness was the same year, but I was thinking actually places in uh places in the heart also like the year before too, because that yes. was a Best Picture nominee. So, yeah, with Witness as well, same year. I mean, this all occurred two years before Lethal Weapons. So, like, we're at the cusp of, like, peak Danny Glover, like, era, essentially. And yet, it's interesting because the reputation that this movie has, I've heard many div- uh, divisive things over the years from people, depending on who I ask. Some people really, really, really love it. Other people take issue with it for reasons that I don't even know so much is so much about the final result, the end result of what the movie is. Um, But I think it may just stem from the ickiness that some people feel of Spielberg being the one to direct this movie. But I'm interested to hear what both of you think about this. I just rewatched it recently for uh, this podcast review, and uh, we're revisiting it in anticipation for the musical version, which is going to be releasing in theaters in a few days, also titled The Color Purple. So, Kaffia, why don't we start off with you? We already got some backstory here in terms of your first experience uh, with the movie and with the uh, source material, Uh, but what do you generally think of the 1985 film The Color Purple?
0: Well, um... I'm glad that Steven Spielberg has spoken about his piece on it because there's been a lot of chatter on why a white man directed this movie about Black women, centering Black women, Black women trauma and that type of thing. And he was hesitant to do it. Mm -hmm. A, he had never done a drama of that type. B, he knew how beloved the novel was, what it meant to the community, especially Black women. And, you know, he said at the premiere, the way Quincy Jones positioned it to him was like, hey, you don't know anything about aliens and yet you made a whole movie about aliens. You know what I mean? So like I know it seems very tongue in cheek, but, you know, like if you go into it, you do your research, you go into it being sincere and and do your best and you are respectful of the source material then, you know, the rest will take care of itself. So also we got to remember, you said, what is it, 19... um, Uh,
1: 1985.
0: Okay, so it's 1985, right? And we got to remember, it's a different time. Studios were not, you know, here you have a predominantly unknown cast. I mean, people knew their faces, but this was not a cast that, you know, people knew. People knew Oprah from the talk show. They weren't like, hey, this girl's going to carry a movie. She's going to become Oprah Winfrey that we know today. So there were a lot of uncertainties. Also, the subject matter in the book. So they needed a name attached to this. And even though Stephen hadn't done that type of film, he had made money. So that's the way people have to understand that. Because at the end of the day, is the movie business is about making money. And even though Quincy Jones was attached to it as well, uh, I think that's the way, you know, we have to understand and look at it. I mean, clearly in 2023, we have, thank God, you know, made strides and stuff like that. And Stephen now is a producer and said, okay, we have the talent there. We have the source of people. A black director should absolutely helm this version of it, you know?
1: Absolutely. And he's utilizing the cachet that he's built over the years to make that happen, which is a man in his position, exactly what he should be doing.
0: Yeah. And also here's the thing is, I don't know if he's ever saw the musical because if the premiere, it sounded like he had not seen a musical. He wasn't familiar with how different the musical is from the movie he made. Do you get what I mean? But what I love is that he gave Blitz the support and the green light to be like, okay, I'm the producer. But take this thing and you make your vision of it. Don't feel as though you have to, like, expound or repeat anything that I did. And I think that's that's really a beautiful thing to do, especially to give a an a director who has, doesn't have that resume, uh, to say, "Hey, go make the movie you want to make. We're here to help you. We're here to support you. We're not here to nickel and dime you and then to crush your dreams." And I think. to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
1: So do you like the movie?
0: (laughs) I mean, I love the movie. I was very fortunate. I saw both versions on Broadway. I saw the one with LaChance. I actually was in the room with LaChance not too long ago. She still looks fabulous. And just like they went and got the right people for this original one, uh, to play these parts they didn't go they could have gone like done the hollywood thing and then we would have we would have never talked about this film but they, they went and got the best people to fill these very pivotal roles
1: no i think that's a really good point to make here is that the casting is so so integral as to why the film ultimately works i mean i think if you look at most people's reactions to the color purple over the years, the number one thing that I think everyone is in agreement on is that every performer in this movie is bringing their a game to these roles that they're playing. And um yeah, there's really, it's really, really hard to criticize that. I think.
0: Oh, I agree. And, and again, um I wish we would do that more often now. I wish we would just go through, well, and say, okay, bunk all of this. Let's just get some amazing new faces that are hungry that are going to come to work. I hear you. Point blank, period. Because I think we we are so attached to wanting to have a name. And, and we don't often think whether or not it's a good fit. So I think this movie is still during a time where directors and casting directors had the freedom to be I mean think about it do you really think in 2023 they they would cast a a talk show host that had never acted before to be in a movie
1: it well if the talk show was big yes but this was also at the beginning of Oprah's career too
0: exactly mm-hmm they would they would say you're crazy go get somebody go get somebody that's got a resume they would totally run you out of the office
1: but like I said that I think that speaks to how much power and influence Spielberg had even at this point in his career coming off of making so many hits um at this time too so that all makes perfect sense um Josh, what about you though what like what what do you think of the movie and uh it's cast and you know have you? wrestled with it over the years or has it always been positive? I'm curious to hear.
2: Yeah, I think that this is definitely a movie that I was always sort of aware of the controversy around Spielberg making this and that has always been a a bit of a cloud that has hung over whenever I've thought of it. But coming back to it now after so many years, I will say that I think that this movie definitely has a lot of touches that Spielberg does very well, especially around this time when he was making movies. Uh, there's a lot of great imagery that he conjures up. There's a lot of great moments of uh, that allow you to appreciate the performances and appreciate some of like the tension that's built and also the connection with these characters. I think ultimately, though, I kind of have two main problems with Spielberg and this material. One is that I feel like tonally it's kind of strange. Like there's a bit of a, almost like slapstick tone to some of these sequences that I don't know ever really fits all that well. They're well done and funny, but for what the movie is, I don't know if it ever quite worked for me. And then the other thing is that I do think at times it feels like Spielberg has a little bit of a, of a distance with this, this work. It does feel like he's not, like, he is appreciative of the storytelling bits in here, but I do kind of feel like there is a bit of a reservedness to his mentality. It doesn't really feel like we have the appropriate intimacy that I really would have liked from from a filmmaker here. And I think that what we get is serviceable. It's really good from him, but I can feel a little bit of timidness, I think, it, with what he's doing. But having said that, I think what really helps to compensate for that are the performances. And I think everybody in this cast is exceptional, I'm mean, and particularly Whoopi Goldberg, and the way that she just carries this movie with doing so much with so little in terms of what she's like projecting on screen, I just think is amazing. I, I love her performance, and I love this whole cast, truly. So I do really like this movie. I think it is a very well-done film. It's It kind of stops short of being a great movie to me because I think Spielberg doesn't have full control of the material, to be honest. But I do think it is a pretty solid achievement at the end of the day.
1: So there were a couple of things that I was impressed by with The Color Purple uh, back when I originally saw it and still today. The one thing that's been consistent has always been the cast. The cast has always been great across the board. No faults whatsoever to be found there. Following that, I would say the next thing that has always struck me is Spielberg's visual style, how he moves the camera, how he composes these shots, how much of the the color purple looks almost like a storybook painting at times. Um, There's just some frames in this that I'm like really, really captivated by in a way that feels very classical. And I do think to your point, Josh, that sort of classical throwback feeling does feel dated even by the standards of the time in which it might have even come out. Uh, But definitely watching it today, I do think that the way that certain scenes play out and how they're acted, it definitely is a style of... Acting and storytelling that I'm not saying it's bad, but it definitely feels dated in its own way. And I think Spielberg's uh, reliance on sentimentality to elicit emotion within audiences is something that does also add to the feeling that this movie uh, feels dated in a way. Because I think today a filmmaker would approach this with more of a... I don't want to say somber, but let's just say a more serious tone and not one that was so uplifting. And, you know, and there's a lot of elements that feed into that, too. There's the music at times and just the way that Spielberg, like I said, the way he tells the story, he makes movies for audiences on a broad level. What's most amazing to me, though, is that despite this, the themes and the messages of the original novel from which it is based on uh, by Alice Walker still ring true and still come across despite uh, this approach by Spielberg. And so while I'm not going to be the one to sit here and talk about uh, the black experience, let alone the black woman experience... I definitely can see how this movie has been beloved over the years. And the story itself has been, I would say, a source of inspiration probably for some people. I would imagine because of the treatment of black women and how this is something that, I mean, when you watch what Celie goes through in this story and how much she endures through it all. The fact that it has a happy ending at the end of it all, um, that can give a lot of people hope no matter what situation they also find themselves in. So I still think that that rings true today, even on this latest rewatch that I've done here. So I have to commend it for that.
2: Yeah. And I even would say that some of those parts of like the lighthearted, almost like comedic bits Even then, I have somewhat of a mixed feeling about because while I do find it to be kind of incongruous with the more darker elements to the story, one thing that I at least do appreciate about it when it does kind of go for more comedy is at least does show that this was not a life entirely filled with hardship. You know, that there were moments that you could look to, you know, in – in everyday life that you could get some bit of levity towards. And I do think having a little bit of that balance is definitely necessary. And I do appreciate that. I think the ratio is just a little bit off at times and, and that's why I come into bigger problems with it. But, uh, but yeah, this movie does have certainly a lot of very disturbing things that that are showcased, but I think it is also important to know that there is hope and there is optimism within the lives of these characters and that that is essential to pull you through to the end of it and when you get to that very effective finale as well.
1: Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our review for the 1985 film The Color Purple here on The Next Best Picture Podcast. In order to get the full, nearly two hour long review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon where for $1 minimum a month you'll get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen podcast network and you can listen to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts be sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts and let us know what you think of the show we really appreciate your feedback and your support thank you all so much for listening as always and we will see you all next time